lover of all things lit, professional reviewer, recommender, book blogger. I am your host, Lloyd Russell, aka The Book Sage, and you're listening to Lit with Lloyd, courtesy of KCAT Radio. Hi, I'm Lloyd Russell. Uh, this is our second podcast and also our second name. So on our first podcast, we were Lloyd on Lit, and uh, I, I was prevailed upon to change it to Lit with Lloyd. So that's what it is this time. Uh, I'm assuming it'll stay like that for a while, uh, but enough about me. Uh, I'm here today with author Hannah Jane. I've known Hannah for a while. Uh, I love her books, and we're going to talk about how she became an author, what she's doing currently, and uh, we'll get you guys caught up with her. First of all, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. It's great to have you here. And secondly, how did you become an author? What prompted you to become an author and how did it start? Okay, well, my creation story, as we, as we call it, um, actually started in the second grade. Um, I was in Miss Sullivan's class and she assigned all the students to write a three-page story. My story was 12 pages. Um, she let me stay in through recess to do it and it was from that moment that I just realized this is what I want to do with my life. It, it wasn't so much the story. I didn't Let's just put it bluntly to say I didn't have talent um, for the actual story. It was something about penguins on an ice floe, um, but it was the idea of being able to create a world and make characters and situations and stories that I wanted to see. Um, and that it was that passion that stuck with me for the last several years <laughs> since the second grade. Um, I didn't immediately get out of school and then become an author. It, uh, I worked in law for 10 years. Um, and uh, then I thought, you know what? In a three week period, I my house burned down. I lost my job. And the man I thought I was gonna marry broke up with me. Huh. So literally having nothing to lose, I thought, you know what? There was once a time when I was incredibly brave. And that was when I was a kid. I'm gonna go ahead and follow my dream. And so I wrote my first book, took about six months. Um, I was able to snag an agent um, and that one never ultimately got published, but it led the way to the past 18 books being published. Wow, okay, well, I can tell you that I have talked to and interviewed dozens of authors. Your story is unique <laughs> on how you became an author. Right. Uh, all right, so your first book, you got an agent. Mm -hmm. Tell us how the first book actually got published mm -hmm. uh, and how that process came along. Right, so I initially started writing romance, um, which much like the penguins on an ice floe was a crash and burn story. <laughs> I, I don't do romance well, huh? um, but my agent really liked it. We brought it to six publishers who wanted full manuscripts, but they ultimately didn't want to buy it. However, two of those publishers came back and said, she has a really unique voice and we like the way she writes. Can she do paranormal? Because that's what's selling right now. So my wonderful agent Amberly called me and said, how do you feel about paranormal? I said, I can't do that. And then 24 hours later, I called her and said, okay, this is what I have. <laughs> uh, it took me about four months to write that second book. That was called Under Wraps and um, in, December of that year, we pitched it and I signed a three book deal. 
uh, with Kensington Publishers, and I went on to do uh, a total of eight books with them. Wow. Um, and the rest is history. Okay, how many paranormal books did you do for that series, and and what did you then transition into? So I did six paranormal books in that series, in the Underworld Detection Agency series, plus two in um, anthologies as spin-off books um, for a secondary character in that series. Um, but I think I had published my, I was on my fourth Underworld book and I had shoulder surgery. And my uh, publisher, my editor, and my agent all said, do nothing for three months. We don't want to hear from you. We just want you to heal. Well, I'm very hard-headed, so of course, um, I picked up a notebook and I wrote Truly Madly Deadly, which was my first young adult novel, by hand in a spiral notebook in that time period. So that was kind of how that, that spun there, and I was able to sell that uh, fairly immediately. Did you go back to the same publisher, or did I, you have the same agent? I had the same agent, um, and I had always, you know, thought in the back of my mind that I would write young adult, particularly when I was a young adult. Um, but then, of course, it was, you know, the adult book that sold, and I forgot that I had this idea. And so, you know, I brought it up to my agent, and she said, you know, things like that just aren't selling. You know, you're, you're, you're making a name for yourself in adult paranormal. Let's just stick with that. And I said, okay, well, I really love it. So I'm just gonna hang on to it. And lo and behold, I switched agents for a very short amount of time, same agency. That agent happened to literally sit, sit next to an editor at Sourcebooks on a plane ride. And the Sourcebooks editor said, you know, I'm really looking for like a young adult thriller in the vein of, you know, the 1980s Christopher Pike, uh, R.L. Stein, I know what you did last summer. <laughs> and my agent, who was named Vicky at the time, said, have I got something for you? <laughs> and you had already written Truly Madly Deadly? I had already written oh, it. Wow. It was, you know, I had typed up the manuscript by that point. And, uh, and yeah, so I sold that to Sourcebooks with a, with a second book. Um, and then again, I've gone on to do, I think now eight books with Sourcebooks in the thriller vein. <laughs> and all young adult? All young adult, mm-hmm. Are you looking at the possibility of any other genres? Absolutely. So if you talk to most authors or most people who are giving you writing advice, particularly career writing advice, they're going to say, don't switch genres. It's a killer. It's a career killer. Um, but I don't think so. <laughs> I just have so many interests. So the book that I'm currently working on, it's as yet unsold. Um, it's called Someone Like You, and it's an adult thriller. Um, and I'm really excited about it and really pleased with it. And I've actually had two publishers kind of uh, interested in it. So, you know, I am a big believer in, you hear a lot of write what you know. I'm a big believer in if you don't know it, go out and learn it and then write it. <laughs> huh. uh, so you actually had some positive response to it. I have, I have. Wow. Yeah. Now you have a book coming out. Mm -hmm in July. I do. And you're also doing a reprint on Truly Madly Deadly. Right. Tell us about what what the new one's about and and why are you doing a reprint? So 
What has been nice um, is the majority of my young adult books have come out in July. So we like to call it the summer of the thriller. Um, unfortunately, I had to take uh, nearly a three-year break uh, in publishing. Um, I had cancer, and I'm much better now. Um, but because of that break, uh, you know, a lot of my fans kind of aged out, as you say. I mean, you know, think of kids in high school. Well, now they're in college, and they're kind of moving on. So um, I came up with this new book, which is called The Girl in the Headlines, and I'm super excited about it uh, and so excited to share it with you all. But we realized that we wanted to kind of re-spark um, my fan base. So we re-released Truly Madly Deadly, which to date has been my biggest seller um, on Wattpads. It has over 5 million reads. Um, it was nominated for a CBS Kids Choice Book of the Year, as well as a Bram Stoker Award. Um, and so we kind of wanted to bring that back, bring the summer of the thriller back. Um, and I'm very, very excited about it. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so, so let me uh, digress for one second. Mm -hmm. For those of our audience that don't know, what is a Wattpad? Oh, Wattpad is a um, it's an application where that allows anybody, authors or people who are just learning to write or interested in writing or would be authors, to write and publish uh, their work and get uh, real time feedback for from it. And um, there's professional authors on there. There are, um, like I said, brand new authors. And there's also publishers. Uh, Sourcebooks is one of those publishers. And so I was so lucky to have already signed with Sourcebooks. Um, and we released Truly Madly Deadly um, as a novel, obviously, as a, as a paperback book. Um, but we also released it in digital print on Wattpad. And people could read it for free. And Again, we I ended up getting over five million readers at this point. Um, wow. I would get you know two to three hundred emails a day um, from fans and students and young readers who wanted to know more or who wanted to have questions, and it was just such a great way to connect. That you know we wanted to get that connection back. Wow. Okay, for those of you who have just come in, uh, I'm Lloyd Russell. The podcast is now called <laughs> Lit with Lloyd. And I'm here with uh, author Hannah Jane, uh, and we are broadcasting from KCAD in Los Gatos. Uh, okay, this is a question that I ask every author. Do you have any books that have generated some TV or movie studio interest? Absolutely. Um, the Underworld Detection Agency series um, was made into a comic book series called Under Siege. Um, or made a, made into a comic book, I should say, called Under Siege. And that was the first novel that um, Spyglass Entertainment was interested in that. Um, however, the project didn't go, as they don't <laughs> often. Um, but now we have interest in Truly Madly Deadly and The Girl in the Headlines. Um, I'm not at liberty to say who. That's OK. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, a couple of places have been interested in, in uh, making live action movies or television shows based on. Well, best of luck with that. Thank you. Uh, we know that uh, a lot of authors get some interest, but it doesn't happen right. real frequently. Right. So I assume that you're not sitting by the phone. No. <laughs> okay. I mean, I try not to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be so cool. Right. Yeah. I I would love to see, particularly the young adult thrillers. Uh, you know, it's always nice to have any you know anything uh, on television, but the young adult thrillers. I'm. 
I think I'm just as big a fan of young adults as they are of my books. Um, and so I would just love to see this, you know, acted out for them. Well, as you know, because you came to our book club, mm -hmm. um, our book club over the course of seven years, um, and prior to the shutdown, the author would actually come to the bookstore at Recycle and Campbell. We have read 35 different genres wow. um, to align ourselves with the authors that are in the area and available. Uh, and we've had some, a, a couple of young adults, with you being one, we all feel the same way. If it's well-written, the genre is almost irrelevant. Absolutely. Uh, and we all truly, truly enjoyed, <laughs> truly madly deadly. So that was, that's good, okay. Um, is the adult one going to be with Sourcebooks or are you going to shop it? It will unlikely be with Sourcebooks um, and, and for no other reason than, than I'm with Sourcebooks Fire, which is the young adult imprint. Um, so it could be with the adult imprint, but we haven't really kind of decided yet. It's still premature. Um, and I actually have a, a a different agent who represents my adult fiction. Ah. So, so yeah, we will kind of see from there. Will you continue to write young adult books along the way? You know, I have to say for the past probably three books, I've been like, this is impossible. I'm never doing this again. <laughs> but I go about two months and then I'm like, I've got to do this again. <laughs> I just, I really enjoy writing for the young adult set. The, the adults are wonderful as well, but young adults are so much more challenging as readers. Um, they, you know, with adults, adults really give you that kind of, um, you know, okay, I'm, I'm willing be to believe that could happen. <laughs> Teenagers, not so much. <laughs> you need to give them the how, the why, the where, and the why now. They need that um, and they keep me on my toes. <laughs> well, I haven't been a teenager for too many decades to count. <laughs> however, <and> me both. <laughs> <laughs> however, I would imagine that you have to grab a young adult right away in order for them to stick with a book. 100%. Yeah, with when it comes to my young adult books, and I, and I like to write that way anyway. I like to write, you know, I like to open, I like to read and write page one, you're in the middle of the drama. You're not, starting it you're not at the end of it you're dropped right uh -huh. in the middle but with teens that's even more important um you know they're not going to sit around for a once upon a time yeah, um, yeah and so get them right in the action uh so you said you started with romance that didn't work out <laughs> no. would you ever try it again um maybe <laughs> <laughs> i'll never say never um yeah. really but if, if I if I were to do romance again, and there's so many wonderful romance authors, and you know, romance gets a bad rap, but it is, it's highbrow and it's a lot of work. Um, and and really the main reason I don't think I would be, I would, I would try it, but I'm not sure that I'd be great at it is, is because I don't understand the, the mechanics behind it. Cause there's so many moving parts and there definitely are for thrillers as well, but I feel like I've perfected them after, you know, writing in this in this genre for, uh -huh. you know, really 15 years. Um, so I'll never say never. <laughs> Luckily, I have wonderful romance author friends around me, you know, Marina Adair sure. And, sure. Uh, and everybody that we've got around. So I always have someone to, to give me a little, 
little nudge. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. And Marina is one of the few authors I know who actually had a book. In fact, I think three different books. She sure did. Have been made into Lifetime movies. That is correct. They're Hallmark movies. Hallmark. Yep. Right, right, right. Yeah. 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 Marina and I, um, you know, we talk a lot about our, our craft and our genre, and we're actually launching a... Um, a class together, excuse me. <laughs> um, but again, we, we're always poking like, how do you do that in romance? Well, how do you do that in mystery? <laughs> uh-huh. That's great. Yeah. Uh, through, through source books, have you had any or all of your books uh, made into e-books e- and, and uh, audio books? Yes, actually through both Kensington and source books. Oh, wow. All of my books are available as audio books and e-books. Um, and the source books, books, which are the young adults, are also available for advanced readers tests, um, which is the ART that you often find, um, you know, in high school, in junior high. And so students are able to read the book and actually find, you know, how they score, um, which is really, really exciting. That's really cool. I've never yeah, heard of that before. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's great. So. Did you have input into the cover art or and the narrator? Oh, famous, famous question. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to the cover art, let's say maybe. <laughs> I was I was given uh, I was given a sense of control that wasn't necessarily hundred uh, percent control, um, but all th- throughout just about every cover. Um, I've at least been able to say yay or nay in terms of of what it looks like and you know use of color and that kind of thing. Um, but I am I'm nothing if not the author. And I always say I write the book. That's what I'm good at. You're good at the other part. <laughs> so I definitely went in doubt. Go with what they tell me. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. Uh, have you had a whole variety of narrators, or have you had just a few? I have. I've had quite a variety. And what's really nice is for several of the books, they would send me um, the audition tapes. Oh, wow, that's great. Isn't that neat? Yeah. Of of not two... always common. No, no. Um, and it was really neat. They'd send me usually two or two readers, and um, reading a snippet. And I would get to select which one, um, and that was that was pretty neat. That was a real cool thing. Have you been relatively happy with the narrators? I've been happy and surprised each time wow. how happy I am. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, I've never listened to a mystery. I imagine that would be a lot of fun. You know, it's it's interesting. Um, I I I'm one of those people who don't read my own work after the fact, usually. <laughs> um, but I really wanted to listen to the audiobook, and I don't know. We were driving somewhere. And I found myself nodding and being like, this is this is good. <laughs> but I do have to say so much of that was the narrator, um, you know, who really embodied. And this was uh, the audiobook for Twisted, um, which is, I think, another one of my books that you have read um, that had a character, a main character named Bex and uh, the reader. And, and I feel terrible. I don't remember her name now. Really did a great job. Wow, that's great. Yeah. You know, um, I. I listened to Educated mm-hmm. oh, yeah. by Tara Westover for a book club, mm-hmm. and I was not particularly impressed, but mm-hmm. everybody at the book club who had read it loved it. So uh, just an example of how right. critical the narrator is. Absolutely, yeah. Sometimes it works for both narrator and E or print form, right? but sometimes that narrator can really make a huge difference. Yeah, and to be honest, I was a bit skeptical um, just in terms of how we're, you know, particularly particularly my Underworld Detection Agency books, which have a lot of action 
how that was going to go. Um, but these, you know, the people that both Kensington and Sourcebooks and myself have selected are consummate professionals and they blow me away every time. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, do you pick all of your titles? Good question. <laughs> so yes and no. Um, when it came to Under Wraps, which is the first book I'd ever had published, um, the editor that I was working with, who is just wonderful, named John Scognamiglio um, with Kensington Books, he's known for coming up with excellent titles. And I didn't know what a title was going to be with this book, so I kind of dashed out under, you know, under wraps, and he loved it. And I was so disappointed because <laughs> I was hoping he'd come up with something great. And, you know, since then, we've come up with uh, a couple of titles together. But um, for the most part, uh, yes-ish. Um, <laughs> the Girl in the Headlines was originally titled... It was the girl I used to be, which was part, which is somebody else's title, which I was like, isn't that catchy? They're like, well, yeah, another author already did it. <laughs> and then it was um, I'm Not Her, which was not catchy to anybody. <laughs> kind of like so, Lloyd on list. There you yeah, go, go ahead. There, I was like, this is, I think it's fine. Um, and then Sourcebooks turned around. I had a wonderful editor there named Molly Kusick, and she said, what do you think of the girl in the headlines? And I was like, put my name on it. I am done. <laughs> That's great. How do you get your storylines? Because I think I read that you've written 15 books in just 10 years time. Yep. How do you come up with all these different storylines? That's a wonderful question. I wish I knew. <laughs> um, I've always been curious. I've always been um the terrible student who is looking out the window or, uh, you know, huh. scrolling things in the margins. I've always wanted to know why. Um, I've always wanted to know other people's viewpoints. You know, um, I was the kid who, when read Cinderella, I wanted to know what the stepsisters were like. Um, and so I think that need to know why or need to create a backstory just in general has always been a play. And so now, you know, if I read a newspaper article, I wonder how they got there. You know, I, I wonder, you know, unfortunately we read a lot about a lot of, you know, mass shooters, but I wonder what what happened to get him there? Um, or what about the people who didn't get shot, but they were there? You know, what about their stories? Because I think that's oftentimes much more interesting than the main overdone, oversplash story. And so it's just, again, my little wandering mind. <laughs> so your storylines are often behind the scenes kinds of storylines. Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. Wow. And, and you know, there's truth to them. Um, so Twisted is the story of a young girl whose father may or may not be a serial killer. Right. And that came from an interview I read with a, a young woman who had her DNA tested and matched and found out her father was a serial killer. And, you know, I read the interview and I didn't get in touch with her or anything, but I thought, you know, and it was so traumatic for her. And this was a 37 year old woman. What if you were 17? You know, what if, what if, and that's just my favorite kind of, wow. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, and I write, you know, I also teach teens. Um, I teach uh, teen writing at the um, San Jose area writing project through San Jose State. Uh -huh. And that's my number one question to everybody is, wow. well, what if? <laughs> that's great. Have any of your students uh, had any success with their books at this point? My students, and so I've been teaching uh, novel writing with um, the, the 
Teen Writers Institute um, for, I think, six years now. And uh, I've run into some of, just recently I ran into one of my past students who is now a junior in screenwriting, uh, you know, San Francisco State. Wow. I have another one um, who I had last year and I have him this year as well. And he just shot me off an email, hey, I'm really sorry. Could you take a look at this contract? Someone offered me, I've been posting my writing on Wattpad and someone offered me a publishing deal. Can you take a look at it? Um, I had another student who just wrote this gorgeous essay um, and he's one of my current students and I encouraged him to uh, send it off and get published and that was just a couple weeks ago so I'll have to let you know oh wow but you know again the young adult set just blows my mind with the talent and you know I ask one question and they spin off 45 yeah yeah <laughs> oh, that's great yeah uh, for the adult mm -hmm. mystery was it was it a, a hard transition <laughs> it is a little bit, um, you know, and you wouldn't think so um, because I'm I'm writing very much a similar in a similar vein. I'm writing a thriller. Um, you know, it's a whodunit. It's, you know, will she or won't she? Um, but yeah, it's it's a very different thing, um, different animal that the teens, they want to get in the head of their main character so much and they 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 want to be her. Um, often, or I should say her or him. Um, with the adults, again, you have to paint more of a picture, I think. Um, and not saying that adults aren't wonderful, you know, charismatic, really thoughtful readers, but they have different expectations than a teen does. So um, it was a little bit different. Yeah, you know? I can see that. Yeah, and also with adults, I can push the envelope a little bit more. So yeah, that's yeah, fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's fun. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, this is Lloyd Russell at KCAT Studios with author Hannah Jane. A uh, couple more questions sure. for you. What influences did you have when you decided to start writing novels? Did you, were there certain authors that you just followed? Did you reach out to people? How did you, how did you manifest that? You know, I wish that were the case. Um, I really wrote my first book in a bubble. Um, I had never read romance, which is probably why I'm terrible at writing it. Um, but I picked up a romance novel, um, you know, just a, it was a knockoff Harlequin um, brand and I read it and I thought, okay, I could do that. And so I just kind of went back and forth. Okay, well, this is the point where they fall in love. Okay. Um, and I wrote that and then I had thankfully Amberly to help me. But then when I wrote Under Wraps, I still didn't know any other authors. I didn't, you know, this is in the olden days before you really could just email anybody. <laughs> um, and so it wasn't until um, I had sold the first three books. They hadn't been published yet. It, I, I had sold them like literally days before. I found out that uh, Juliet Blackwell, who I believe you know, um, and Sophie Littlefield were uh, doing a signing at, um, I think it was the, uh, anyway. Emma's for Murder um, bookstore. And so I Loved went it. down. Yeah, right. Um, I went down and I was so nervous and shy and silly. And I was like, hi, can I be your friend? <laughs> <laughs> and they were so wonderful and just took me under their wing just to say, OK, this is what you need to do. This is who you need to talk to. And from then on, I never had to write another book alone, uh, which was really nice. It was just really wonderful because even you know even in college i was an english major but at that point they weren't offering creative writing as as anything but an elective 
And so, you know, I didn't have any kind of background. Um, and so it was so nice to have other authors to finally talk to and bounce ideas off yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. All right, well, um, before we stop, mm -hmm. um, I told everybody last time that at the end of each session, I was going to have one piece of literary trivia Ooh. that I would think most of you don't know, maybe some do. So for today, I want to tell you about the Rock Bottom Remainders. This is a musical group that's since 1992 to the present, consisting of only authors, started by Stephen King, among others, and with authors such as Mitch Album, Dave Barry, Scott Turow, Amy Tan here in the Bay Area, uh, James McBride, Greg Isles, and others. Um, and the name, they were originally going to be called The Remainders, and that name was taken. So they added the rock bottom. But for those that don't know what a remainder is, it is a book that is heavily discounted on the sales racks in a bookstore. Uh, so now you know that there's actually a group of authors that are out there performing, which is pretty cool. And if you go on YouTube, you can actually see them perform. Lloyd Russell here on uh, Lit with Lloyd with Hannah Jane. Hannah, it's great seeing you again, and I'm so glad you agreed to do this. Oh, thank you, of course. And best of luck with the new one and with the reprint of Truly Madly Deadly. Thank you, Truly Madly Deadly. And then keep an eye out for The Girl in the Headlines, which will be available in July from Sourcebooks. Okay, you heard it straight from the author's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> thank you for uh, having me, Lloyd. Thanks a lot. Okay, group, we'll see you for the next time. Or We'll talk to you for the next time since you won't be seeing us. <laughs> Thank you, and uh, we're out. Bye. <laughs>